Sales Tuners, episode 113, with me, Jim Brown. The revolution's imminent, what do you stall for? If you stand for nothing, Burr, what'll you fall for? This is Sales Tuners with Jim Brown, the only weekly show where we talk about the attitude, action, and ability that gets sales reps and entrepreneurs to grow their revenue from $1 million to more than $10 million in just two years. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. It's time. It's time. It's Sales Tuners time. I'm Jim Brown, your host, and our weekly inspiration comes from Buddha, who once said the way to happiness is actually quite simple. The secret is to learn to want what you have and not want what you don't have. As all of my American listeners know, this week is Thanksgiving. Given that this is the first time I will celebrate the holiday not only outside my home state of Indiana, but also outside of the United States, I wanted to record a solo episode about being thankful. Having just come from Italy, I will celebrate in Spain, which is quite ironic, given that we were taught our country was discovered by the Italian Christopher Columbus, who lobbied the Catholic monarchs of Spain to sponsor his journey west, opening the doors for the pilgrims and Puritans to later settle upon Plymouth Rock and break bread with the natives to begin our tradition. Before I get too far, I want to say one thing I'm extremely grateful for, and that is our deployed servicemen and women. While I served in the Marine Corps, I was never stationed outside of our country. Knowing that I am now choosing to do this year-long trip around the world while having my family with me and yet still being a bit homesick makes me feel for them even more than usual. I have so many things to be thankful for. I have an amazing family, a beautiful wife that somehow balances being an incredible mom with her professional career, all while putting up with, or I mean, bringing out the best parts of me. I have a son who just turned five who is very curious about the world. He's a perfect blend of both of us, getting her empathy and intelligence while pulling my stubbornness and drive. Yet he is still carving out his own path and identity. I'm thankful for being born in the time I was and having that be in the United States. The combination of those two things created opportunities not afforded to previous generations. The notion of getting to travel around the world while continuing to do the work that I love wouldn't have even been possible 10 years ago. Sure, I could have maybe stayed in a hostel as the internet was starting to mature, but remote work wasn't really a thing yet, and video conferencing was so unstable it would have been a joke. And let's not even talk about podcasts. They were so hard to access back then. Additionally, platforms like Airbnb have allowed others to open their homes, allowing me and my family to feel safe and to live like locals in their country. Uber has allowed me to get around town without knowing the language or the geography. Then there's Google Translate an app that literally lets you put your phone in front of a sign in a foreign language and translate it in real time. I mean, this is a miracle. And let's not forget, having a U.S. passport opens the doors to almost anywhere. Some people have called this trip I'm on the experience of a lifetime. And while I would not disagree, it does prove the point that the grass is indeed not always greener on the other side. What do I mean by that? For any of you listening who have said, I wish I could do that, I need to make sure you know that while I'm doing it, I'm sitting here halfway around the world and thinking about what you are doing on a daily basis and wishing I could do that. I miss the consistency and predictability of home. I miss the reliability of a constant internet connection. I miss walking into my office and goofing off with my team. I miss going out for drinks with my friends or grabbing lunch last minute with a client. I miss my house and sleeping in my own bed. And more than anything, 
I miss not having to be in a constant state of change. Yes, I'm extremely thankful for the chance to taste some of the best food I've ever had all throughout Italy. As a sports fan, I can't begin to describe getting to see Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi both score goals in their respective home stadiums. I'm thankful for getting to witness the history of Ukraine as they continue to fight for their independence. It's been amazing to hear firsthand from the Catalonians in Barcelona about why they want to secede from Spain. I'm thankful for getting to plan a safari in the Serengeti. I'm thankful for all the people I've got to meet in each place, some that I hope to stay in contact with for a long time to come. And I'm thankful I get to soon explore Asia, Oceania, and South America. Yet despite all of that, the perpetual change and disruption starts to wear on you. It's hard to build something when the foundation keeps shifting. As adventurous as I am, it's a challenge to keep finding a new grocery store, a new coffee shop, a new pub, or even find your way around a new neighborhood, especially when you don't speak the language. It's been a challenge for my wife, who loves to cook, to find her way around each new kitchen, trying to figure out what pots and pans and utensils she'll be able to work with. It's been a challenge for my son to meet kids at the park and want to play with them, only to be disappointed again when he realizes they don't understand what he's saying to them. And then, just as you start to get the feel of things and begin to be comfortable, boom, it's time to pack up and do it all over again. Look, I'm not complaining at all. I know how lucky I am. And as I said, I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. But having been out of my home for six months now allows me to have some perspective I couldn't have just read about before. What I'm hoping to do is open your eyes to what you have around you and become truly thankful for that. It's a human condition for our brain to always be running toward the notion of sustained happiness, yet never quite reaching it, and thus continuing to chase the reward that remains fixed off in the distance. When a good thing does come along, we seem to have this tendency to overplay the effect it will have over us in the long term. And we tell ourselves this, this will finally be what makes me happier. This trip, this promotion, this relationship, this car, this house, this contract. And yet, with a short period of time, we eventually get used to each new state and go back to a baseline level of happiness. This is something I've been reading about for several years now. It's called the hedonic treadmill. It's the idea that whatever we have, we need more of it in order to continue being happy. Think about it this way. I enjoy a tasty adult beverage like I'm sure many of you do. And I'm sure you've noticed that your tolerance level for those beverages ebbs and flows. If you're drinking to feel a buzz, once you get used to it, it starts to take more and more for you to get to that same state. You can see how that can quickly spiral out of control. We're doing the same thing with the rest of our lives as well. Think about all the stories of lottery winners and how they go broke not too long after their win or find themselves unhappier than before. Think about social media. How often are you comparing your daily reality to the highlight reel of others on Instagram? Not only is it an unfair comparison, it's also a trap. You get hooked on the dopamine hit of getting to see what your friends are doing, even if the only time they post is when they're doing something amazing. Some of you may even be attracted to seeing what's possible to achieve by all the so-called influencers out there, even if they are renting the lifestyle they display. But then you start to get depressed, thinking you don't have everything you need to be happy. And that's what I want to stop today. We've discussed on this show quite a bit that sales are not made logically. They are made emotionally and then rationalized after the fact. Well, guess what? Happiness falls in that same bucket. Our happiness is nothing more than an emotion. You can feel it, but it's not a rational or sustainable thing. Satisfaction, however, is the logical way we rationalize our happiness, and that we can control. 
As you gather around the table this week with family and share what you're thankful for, I would encourage you to put some real thought into that. I'd also encourage you to spend more than just that day being thankful. What if you started each day writing down the top three things you were grateful for? Even if those were the same things every time you wrote them down, starting your day in a state of gratitude and reflecting on what you already have could be the trigger you need to sustain a level of satisfaction that influences your happiness. I want to leave you with a short story about a Mexican fisherman that has helped me stay grounded. An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied, only a little while. The American then asked why he didn't stay out longer and catch more fish. The Mexican said he had enough to support his family and their immediate needs. The American then said, but what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican fisherman said, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my kids, take siestas with my wife, stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The American scoffed, I am a Harvard MBA. I could help you. You could spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you could have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you could sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You could control the product, processing, and distribution. You could leave this small coastal village and move to Mexico City, then LA, and eventually New York, where you could run your expanding enterprise. The Mexican fisherman asked, but how long will all this take? To which the American replied, only 15 to 20 years. But then what? asked the Mexican. The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Millions? And then what? Well, then you'd retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you could sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take CS with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play guitar with your amigos. That's it. Big shout out and thank you to Rachel Downey, Mike Fisher, Priya Partridge, Mitchell Glass, and the entire team at Share Your Genius for helping produce this podcast on a weekly basis. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'd love to hear what you are thankful for. Please tweet at me at SalesTuners or shoot me an email, jim at SalesTuners.com. I reply to every message that I get. All right. I hope to see you next week. Until then, I'm Jim Brown. Let's make it rain. Thank you for listening to Sales Tuners. Stay up to date at www.salestuners.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. And they stay there. And they stay there. Oh, and one last thing I'm extremely grateful for, not being around any Black Friday sales.